Hey folks, I'm Charlotte Clymer, and this is a new episode of Charlotte's Web Thoughts, the audio podcast companion to my blog, Charlotte's Web Thoughts, on Substack.com. You can subscribe for free using just your email at charlotteclymer.substack.com, and I highly encourage you to do so. It would really help me out. This episode is for August 3rd, 2021. It's called The Expectations of Matt Damon. This past weekend, the Sunday Times published an interview with Matt Damon in which the global film star and humanitarian said that he had recently only stopped using the word faggot. For those who have no contact with the outside world, that's an infamously anti-gay slur. After he told a joke with a term and his daughter wrote a treatise, quote-unquote treatise, asking him to stop using it. I'm not making this up. Here's the actual bit from the interview. He says, quote, The word that my daughter calls the F-slur for a homosexual was commonly used when I was a kid with a different application. I made a joke months ago and got a treatise from my daughter. She left the table. I said, come on, that's a joke. I say it in the movie Stuck on You. She went to a room and wrote a very long, beautiful treatise on how that word is dangerous. I said, I retire the F-slur. I understood, unquote. Last night, following quite a bit of social media controversy over that revelation, Damon released a statement through his PR people insisting that he's never used the word faggot, he said F-slur in the statement, in his quote-unquote personal life, and gave a rather interesting explanation for it. Now, here's the full quote. I'm going to read all of it. He, he, said, on, he said, quote, During a recent interview, I recall the discussion I had with my daughter, where I attempted to contextualize for her the progress that has been made, though by no means completed, since I was growing up in Boston, and as a child heard the word fag, uh, he, he writes it in the statement as F asterisk G used on the street before I knew what it even referred to, Damon said in the statement. I explained that the word was used constantly and casually and was even a line of dialogue in a movie of mine as recently as 2003. She, in turn, expressed incredulity that there could have ever been a time where that word was used unthinkingly. To my admiration and pride, she was extremely articulate about the extent to which the word would have been painful to someone in the LGBTQ community regardless of how culturally normalized it was. I not only agreed with her, but I not only agreed with her, but and I, I think this is just a typo, but I am thrilled at her passion, values, and desire for social justice. Unquote. That's his full response. So look, I, I like Matt Damon a lot, and so I don't want I don't want what I'm about to say to be taken as some call for a boycott of his work. That's not what I'm trying to do here. When these moments happen, it's important to unpack what's going on. We all need to be open to learning and, and more importantly, preventing things like this in the future. So right off the top, let's be honest here. Matt Damon has clearly said the word faggot recently. And we know this because he told an interviewer on the record that he said faggot in a joke in a manner that made his daughter leave the table and write him a primer on how to not be a homophobic asshole. I don't know what the hell he and his reps are doing with that clarification statement that I just read, 
which asks us not to believe something he clearly said in, in the interview. And also, it just doesn't feel like it was written by him, if we're being honest. And also, I still want to know what quote-unquote joke he told his daughter at the dinner table that included the word faggot, but, you know, that's neither here nor there, I guess. There are some who believe, and I must admit this crossed my mind too, that this weird anecdote he told in the interview was meant to be a marketing move for Damon's new film, Stillwater, in which he plays a good old boy, some might uncharitably compare his character to a Trump voter, who's trying to save his queer daughter. And I guess perhaps he and his team may have thought that offering a teaching moment through an instance of Damon being homophobic and his daughter schooling him on how it's homophobic and Damon being open to changing and learning and how we're all imperfect would be a great way of underlining his character's story. I know that sounds cynical, I get it, but it did cross my mind. I don't know if that's true, and normally I'd be disinclined to believe that PR folks behind a major motion picture would be that terribly oblivious. But then again, I also didn't expect to get online this week and find out that Matt Damon more or less admitted he still says faggot in the year of our Lord 2021. Call me naive. That's fine. I'm definitely feeling naive lately. When I wrote on Twitter about my disappointment and sadness over this, I suppose I shouldn't have been surprised to see some well-meaning straight and cisgender folks pop up in my mentions to inform me that I shouldn't be sad and that this is really all a good thing. They would say things like, he's admitting he's wrong. Isn't that what we should all want? Why are you sad? I'm glad he admitted he's wrong. I'm glad that Matt Damon, who has been working around LGBTQ folks for more than three decades, who has a long track record of considerable humanitarian work and political advocacy, has now landed on the definitive conclusion that using the word faggot is wrong. Let me tell you, if this had played out in the same exact way with a prominent conservative, I don't think these same folks would be so kind and understanding in their response. I'm also not saying that Matt Damon is in any way, shape, or form like, social, like some social conservative hell-bent on marginalizing LGBTQ people. I don't think Matt Damon hates LGBTQ people, and I don't think he would ever call me a faggot. I have no problem believing he wants full equality for LGBTQ people. But here's my question for everyone listening to this, regardless of where you are in life, your politics, whatever. If Matt Damon is struggling to understand something this basic, what does that say about other grown, cis, straight white men who are navigating our changing world? I have a feeling the folks who were defending Damon were in fact defending the white, straight, cis men in their lives who say problematic or borderline or outright offensive things occasionally. What these folks don't understand is that their brother, uncle, dad, grandpa, whatever, isn't Matt Damon. And what should be quote-unquote obvious to Matt Damon with all the exposure he's had to other people, his experiences, his privilege, his success in the arts, isn't necessarily so for the garden variety white guy who says something hurtful. That's why it feels especially discouraging to me. Because Matt Damon should know better. And I believe he does. 
He just didn't care enough about it to do the right thing and stop using the word. And if Matt Damon, full well knowing it's wrong, doesn't care enough to stop using a homophobic slur, what does that say about white men who don't have his privilege and experience? There are also folks who claim that this will make it easier for the white, straight men in their lives to be more vulnerable about curbing their own homophobia. I really do think that's a nice thought, but I'm not so optimistic. I think this could work the exact opposite way. I think that men like your dad, uncle, grandpa, or whatever, could see Damon say all this and think, wow, I don't, I don't even say that word. And bleeding heart, Matt Damon does. I'm way ahead of the curve on this one. Maybe I'm not overthinking trans kids playing sports. Maybe my moral compass is doing just fine. I can feel the exasperation of some of you listening to this because you're so tired of LGBTQ equality being debated. And now, not only is there no end in sight, but it turns out some of your loved ones aren't really open to change, and that's coming to a head as very public incidents like this remind you. So you feel the need to contextualize and anesthetize and go into a broader conversation about how we're all imperfect and trying our best. But we're not all trying our best, are we? We're not all trying our best. Let's at least admit that.